0: This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. And welcome, Andrea, to share with us. Thanks, Andrea. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I was promised uh, a musical interlude as I was walking up. Uh, but you know what? People let you down. But in the spirit of forgiveness, we're just going to move forward. It's all going to be OK. Right. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't that amazing? Don't you just love God? Yeah, some people are, um, you know, it's it's just amazing, and you know what, a lot has been said this morning that um, I was going to say, look at that, but you know, um, you don't get off that easily, we're going to crack on, and I'll talk until I'm finished, but um, I just want to say, you know, we've heard so many great messages over the last few weeks and months in this church, haven't we? All of them sort of culminating in the work that I believe God wants us to do as a church and individually. And so, you know, my prayer this morning, people have come forward for prayer. I love it when the Holy Spirit moves, don't you? And I I love being part of a church that is so sensitive to the ministering of the Holy Spirit and does that in a respectful and orderly and loving way. So in the light of that, I truly believe, you know, that God is saying to us, please listen. Please listen to what I'm saying to you. Please listen to what I'm saying. Hide it in your heart like Mary and do it. You know, I think time is short, church, isn't it? You know what? You put something brilliant on Facebook this morning, Emily, about, you know, the news needs to put some some stuff on that tells us the great things that people are doing and not just all the horrible stuff that we're seeing because the truth is we are seeing some truly horrible things at the moment, aren't we? I mean, the last week, I, I... you know, challenge any scriptwriter to come up with a political satire that matches what is going on with our government at the moment. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. We are governed by people who are bickering and like, I'm sacking you. You know, it's, it's just. And then you see all of that and you see bodies strewn along the promenaders anglais who are watching a firework display. Not okay. Are you galled? Yes. Are you gold? Or are we so immune to it now, so immune to the horror that we just think, oh, God, you know, do your stuff? I am livid. I am absolutely livid that this is going on in the world. And we choose to focus on ourselves. You know, Mark, you spoke last week, and a lot of what the modern-day Christianity about is so self-focused. It's so inward-looking. But it's exactly what Emily said. He died for us, but he died for everyone else as well. But all we seem concerned with is putting ourselves into a place where it's all okay for us. And my challenge to you this morning is, yes, it's important to be in a place where you are healed and whole and it's okay for you, but you're put in that position for a reason, for a purpose. God makes you whole and okay, so you can spread that out to other people. It's not just so you can sit down on your settea, eating chocolate biscuits, watching midsummer Murders, going, but I'm all right. I'm absolutely fine. Cups of tea for everyone. You know, that isn't what it's about. God's going, I've made you whole, I've loved you, now get out there and love other people. Yes? That's why you're here this morning, are you not? Everyone's going, yes, am I? um, You know, I think I am. I'm not sure. That's why you're here this morning. If you love Jesus, that's why you're here this morning. For the edification of the saints and to save the world in his name. That's why we're here, yes? Yes. You're here to be edified for your own sake, but for the glory of the risen God. So that other people will know him. Yes. Yes? Yes, I want lots of yeses and amens this morning, because yeah. I do, right? Okay, so I've got loads of scriptures this morning. We may read all, look at my new glasses, look at them. I bought the wrong ones, look at them. Look how huge they are. I look like Michael Caine. Look how massive they are. My name is Marco Caine. Look at that. Look. And then sometimes they do that because they're so big, and I look like Eric Morecambe. Endless fun with a pair of glasses when you're preparing. Look at that. Right. So I have entitled this message, Children of God. Right. That's a collective. But first, you need to embrace that you are a child of God. Yes? Yes? Yes. We're going to jump in straight away with the scripture. We're going to go straight in to John 1. Okay? Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. John chapter 1. You ready? Are you ready? Because this is big stuff this morning. I'm serious, okay, I'm serious, right, (laughs) we are talking big stuff, if you want to change Arm and Ford, okay, let's break it down even more, do you want to change your families? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to change your homes? Do you want to change your town, your villages, your county? Do you want to change your region? Do you want to change your country, your world? Do you want that? It starts with you. It starts with us. We have got to be prepared to look at ourselves honestly and make changes therein, yes? Based on the word of God and the yeah. immense love that he has poured into our lives through His the death and resurrection of his son Jesus Christ, amen? Yeah. Amen, but you get that, right? Yeah. So today is about active listening, yeah? yeah? You might have a little bag of mint Imperials by the side of you, that's fine, okay? <laughs> you can carry on eating them. <laughs> But what I want today is active listening. Listening. Those that have a ear, let them hear. Right? I want you today to listen with a mind that says, I'm changing. Not, oh, that was very good, but I'm doing all of that, so tick, tick, tick. Right? I want you to listen knowing that you are walking out of this room changed. To be an agent of change in your world. You all right with that? Everybody want to be an agent of change? Not secret agents, right? No, 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 no. Although if I work for MI5, I'd be amazing. Just saying, I can blend, right? So not secret agents, you are out there. You are an agent of God in this world. Lee, can we put up John chapter 1? And all the verses I gave you? There were many. Okay. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and God was the Word. He was with God in the beginning. This is all about Jesus. You get that, don't you? You all get that? You all get that, because he's always been, hasn't he? He was not a plan B. He has been forever. He is, was, and always will be. Amen? Amen. Amen. Keep amening. I'm going to do it here, because it's much easier than turning around all the time. Right, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness is not understood. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light, the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all listen to this. You listening? Emily's listening. Right. (laughs) Hallelujah, and amen. This is amazing stuff, okay? Matthew Henry, I love Matthew Henry's commentary on the Bible, says the reason he is spoken of, that Jesus is spoken of as the Word, (laughs) the Word became flesh, is that so men would understand and have in front of them in the mind of God made flesh. In the same way that we use words, To describe our feelings, thoughts and emotions and what's on our mind to our friends and people in our world. So God made his thoughts and feelings known through his word made flesh. He is Christ the Lord. Through him we have access to the Father. We know the will of the Father, the mind of the Father, the heart of the Father, the love of the Father through the word made flesh, Christ the Lord. Yes? So when you read this verse and all these verses and you think, I don't know what that means. It means that God loved you so much. He put his thoughts into human form and said, there you are. This is how much I love you. This is how much I want you to know this stuff. I've made him human. And he can talk to you. And you can have relationship with him. And you can love him. Got it? Isn't it amazing? That's what God did for us. Don't worry, it gets better, I'm moving on. You might be thinking, where's she going with this? Because we know all this stuff. But that's the point, isn't it? We know this stuff, so we just listen to it. But today the challenge is to become an agent of change. So I don't just need you to listen, I need you to listen. Got it? Because this is all new. The problem with the 21st century church, I believe, in this world today, is we spend too much time playing church. The problem with 21st century Christians, we spend too much time playing Christianity. I'm just saying it. We spend so much time pretending to love and talking about love and a very small percentage of our time doing it. I'm fed up of it. (laughs) I'm a little ticked off with it and irked, to be honest with you, because it is doing people a disservice. We have maniacs Hiring lorries and mowing down children because they are so disgruntled and a church playing love. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect love, Cassandra. Don't you go sprinkling your scriptures like lucky charms over people. People deserve better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People deserve better and need better. People are dying on the streets. Nanas are being shot on sun lounges. That's what happened last year and we are playing church with each other. I'll turn up, I'll have a cup of tea. We all do it. Listen now, I'm talking to myself as well, okay? And I pat myself on my Christian back and I go home to my lovely son, well, and, uh, you know, and to my new fur baby, my little dog. Oh, she's lush. You know, and I'm like, isn't my world lovely? My world's lovely. My life is lovely. Right? Let me tell you, thank you, Lord God, for my lovely life. But there are people out there suffering. And if all I have got is my little ivory tower where I sit with my Jesus and have my lovely life, I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. Do you understand? We're doing it wrong. No condemnation. No judgment. But we're doing it wrong. People deserve better. And it starts with us. We have to internally change. You see, all of this change, all of this is brought about by being born again in Christ Jesus. And when you are born again, you are brand new. It's an entire change. Yes? You are brand new. See, I come and I make all things new. That's what he says. So you are entirely changed. But we drag around so much stuff with us from our past. Now I'm not going to go, I spoke on that last time and we went through that. But what I'm saying is, you know, Christ has done it. He has achieved the victory. We are on the winning side. Mm -hmm. Right? But we act like we're still fighting it. But we're on the winning side. So today, I want us to focus on some things that we need to know. Okay? Now, a lot of it is about stuff that you already know. So we know, as soon as we are born again, yes, that we are no longer slaves to the law. Yes? People are going, oh my gosh, I don't know where she's going with this, am I? Am I? -hmm. Right? You have been set free for freedom, and yet we still act like we are enslaved. Yeah? So the challenge today is not just to listen, but to listen, recognize your enslavement, that Christ has set you free, and start living in that. Mm -hmm. Yes? Because you're free. Have you seen, you know, at the moment, my puppy, Pippa, Pippa, she's so gorgeous. I, I was going to bring a picture, but I thought that might be a bit much, you know, so I'm just going to talk about her a lot. So at the moment, she is in a crate in our house. It's like when she can see out of it. it's not like a wooden crate, we can, like put water in, like back in a bit, right? She's in a crate. She loves it. Why does she love it? because her bed is in there, there's treats, I know, I'm that mother, there's treats in there, you know, her toys are in there, she's comfortable, she's safe, she doesn't chew my furniture when I'm at the house, not that she would do that, cause she's a good girl, so you know, so all of that is going on, but she's in there, so when we come home and open the crate, you have to tell her to come out, do you understand, do you see where I'm going with this, you have to tell her to come out. Because her world is really, really cosy and comfy in there. Once she's out, she's like, oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. And she runs around and does a little nervous wee because she's that dog as well, you know? (laughs) So she's racing around. But I have to tell her, come out, come out. Do you see? We have made our lives so comfortable we've enslaved ourselves. We have kept ourselves comfortable at the risk of being hurt or of hurting others or getting it wrong for all myriad of reasons, but we have kept ourselves in our cages yes. sooner than break out. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, But I'm out here. Why are you still in there? I'm out here. To all who believed, he gave the right to be called children of God. You assume your right to be a ch- child of God. By not accepting Jesus and all he has for you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He's given you the right to be a child of God if you love him. And you are telling him, I'd sooner not because my life is better this way. Yeah. That's that. We need to believe that, don't we? We need to come face to face with the reality of our lives. You see, if we don't own every part of what we are and what we've done, and what we're capable of, you know what? Unless we can say... I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. And I am letting go of all of this. And I am walking out of my crate. What we're saying is, I'm like this. I can't change. It's only ever going to be this. And God says, you're not my child. I love you, but you're not my child. That's huge, isn't it? Do you know what I've just said? Now, people are going, I don't know if I agree with that. Read the Bible. <laughs> Read the Bible. It says, to the Revelation, to those who overcome... Will inherit all of this, and I give them the right to be. No, what did he say? Sorry, I will be their God, and they will be my children. To those who overcome, right? You have to overcome. Much is at stake by your overcoming or not. People are depending on you. That—that's a bit serious, isn't it? But people are depending on you because Christ has chosen you. So people are depending on you. So we move on. We move on a pace. Is that all right? Yeah. Right. So we are going to go on to this bit. So this is what I thought. Now, YABC have already done this. So they're all sitting there like smug. Right? We are going to do 10 things you need to know. Right? Because I tell you, I wish we recorded the messages we do on a Friday. I think we're going to have to get some way to do it so you can listen to the powerful words that our young people get. Are privy to. They're amazing, aren't they? <laughs> I'll pay them in chocolate later. Don't worry. So what we need to do is to grab onto this. Galatians 3.28 says, okay, that when you become a child of God, it is no longer about outward imitation, but internal transformation. Right? So we are putting aside external imitation We're not going to pretend to be Christians anymore or pretend to do things that we think Christians do. How It's like, you know, we have those things, those bands, isn't it? What would Jesus do? And people are like, what what, what would Jesus do? Um, He'd probably be lovely. Okay, I'll do that. You know, some of these things go without saying, don't they? And yet, we need to say them. So here we go. Lee, the PowerPoint. I did a PowerPoint this morning. Yeah. (laughs) Without Joseph's help, I might add. So this could go horribly wrong. I do apologise. Here we go. The ten things you need to know. First of all, no brainer. You are loved by God no matter what. Amen. Got it? Yeah. These are. You're not going to sit there going, yeah. Live your life like this then. Yeah. Now all of these ten points, there are ten things. These are tied up, as Mark described this morning, with love. Our role is love. The common denominator is love. Our motivating force, love. The thing that gets us up in the morning, love. It's all about love. But you need to understand, you are loved no matter what. No matter what. Are we, with, are we, are we on the same page? Yeah. Yeah. Romans 8 says, for now, you see, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Not height, not depth, not the grave, nothing. Not the schemes of any human being. Not the slander that people are saying, Not the lies of anyone. Not the trauma and tragedy that has happened in your life. Not the actions you made when you were thinking of something else so you weren't loving Jesus. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. You are loved by God no matter what. Got it? Yes. Got it? Yes. Right, so our lives are going to be transformed by just that one point when we walk out of here, isn't it? Because now, you see, nobody's got any power over you, have they? Because if God loves you no matter what, it doesn't matter. Does it? The same power that got Jesus up from the grave now lives in you. Do you know what that power was? Love. Love. And that love now resides in you because you're a child of God. So it doesn't matter what happens to you. What, if your life falls to bits... I'm not minimizing the stuff we go through by the way okay my life's an open book you want to talk to me about my life come and see me after you know what we overcome in the name of Jesus because I know God loves me no matter what and on the days when I don't feel it I have to say well you know what Andrea you're just not feeling it but God loves you no matter what you know what don't wait to engage your feelings about love If you're waiting to be there in some sort of, you know, dizzy love spin with God? Some days are like that, aren't they? You're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so crazy in love with God. But sometimes things happen and it's much harder. It's much harder to say, I love you, God. Because what you want to say is, I love you, God, but how on earth did you let this happen? I love you, God, but this is not okay. Listen to Phil's messages. It's okay not to be okay. Listen to those. Because God... Is alright with you not being okay with him. You know? God's like, okay, let us reason together. That's what God says. Let us reason together. I love you. No matter what. And you go through that stuff with him knowing you are loved no matter what. Are we alright with that? Yes. Right, point two. We love you. Are you do you feel loved? Oh god, three of you do. Mark, we're doing it wrong, we're doing it wrong okay. Do any of you feel loved by the church that you are in by the people that are surrounding you a church is not a place where you should face any sort of hatred you know it shouldn't be a place where you feel that you have to pretend to be something you are not we will have loving conversations with people, you know around some stuff that goes on that needs to happen sometimes doesn't it? because that's love as well isn't it Love is sometimes when you have to have a difficult conversation with someone. Yeah. But you know what? No matter what, we love you. Do you all love each other? Yeah. yeah. I'm not making eye contact. None of you making eye Yeah, I love you. Yeah, it's all right. Don't say anything to me. Right. We all have to love each other. Time is short. Time is too short to be, you know, thinking, well, it's, uh, it was dashed nice this morning, but uh, they played a song I don't like. You know, it was dashed nice this morning, but um, I don't really care for church news. It, please, those are teeny, tiny, microscopic little things. They are tiny little things. Let's just, you know what, how do people, how do, How are we known? How will you know each other? John the Baptist tells us, by their fruit you shall know them. And what's one of the, well, part of the fruit? Love! You all know that everyone's going, Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Oh fucking I get a tick. You know? You all know this stuff. But we forget it because we sit in our chairs listening to people, listening to our paws, and we play church. Mm-hmm. I play church on a Sunday morning. I'm brilliant at playing church. <laughs> I love it best. Do you know what I mean though? Because there are days when you walk in and you think, I'm in one of those moods, you know? Truculent. You know, you just sit there. But my hands are up. See, I play church. Anybody else play church? Yeah. Everyone's like, a oh, hands down. <laughs> we play church. But we need to love each other. Know that we are loved by God and love each other. The world needs us. <laughs> because the world needs Jesus. Do you know what I mean? And if you are sitting waiting for something to be put right, today I'm telling you it's time to partner with God to put it right. Yeah. Instead of sitting there like that, willing God to do something miraculous hey, we believe in you, you're the God of miracles. Absolutely. But God is saying, I'm right here. I'm right here and I love you. What more do you need? You're not going to hell. That that That's a big tick on my page. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm a rotter. Let's be honest. You see, we have to own everything, don't we? So why should I love other people? Because I am so loved. It's. Are you getting it? Tell me you're getting this now, because if this is rubbish, I'll just do a little ten minutes of stand-up, I'll sit down, we'll all (laughs) have a biscuit, it'll be amazing. But do you get it? Do you get why the people of France need us to get this? Do do you see that? Do do you get why there are people who are in horrific situations need us to get this? Do you understand why there are millionaire businessmen who have lovely lives But don't know Jesus, need us to get this. You get it. We need to get this. Okay, point three. I have to stand back here so I can see it. The power of forgiveness. Now, listen to me. You are forgiven so that you can forgive. Yeah? This is not about personal empowerment or letting go of the past. And you know, all of that stuff is true about forgiveness that you read. You know? It's like poison but you are forgiven so that you can forgive. If you don't forgive, what does the Bible say? You're not forgiven. So, being a bit selfish in my nature, which I am, it's in my best interest to forgive then, isn't it? Isn't it? It's in my best interest to forgive whoever holds anything against me. And listen, there are... There's a process behind forgiveness, but it starts by saying it. And meaning it. And not playing forgiveness. Stop talking about what happened to you. Stop talking to other people about what happened to you. Yeah? Stop acting out of what happened to you. Learn to love and trust other people they might not do what that person did to you. You have to let that go. You have to be in a position where you can see what Jesus is doing for you and everything he is pouring into your life and recognise that freedom is on the other side of forgiveness. We are in our crates, church if we are refusing to forgive. And it's forgiving anything and anybody at any level. I think sometimes when we need to forgive, we think that somehow we're letting something go in a negative way. It's like, but yeah, but people will forget what they did. But they need, I need justice in this situation. I need, I need retribution. I need revenge in this situation. But you know what God says? You find me, you find everything. And when I come, I make all things new. And vengeance is mine, says the Lord. <laughs> so, why are you sticking your fingers in that pie? I'm here to say, I've been in that position. You need to forgive. And it starts today by saying it. And then you act it. You don't play it. That's big stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because we need to forgive people for big things. Yeah, yeah. Don't you? I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> and you know, When God speaks to you, he speaks dramatically sometimes. But you know how he speaks? He speaks through his word. Read his word. I was reading this week, and it struck me. that my gosh, am I in a place of unforgiveness? And you know what? I think I was. I think I am. But I take the will of love in my life and the forgiveness that has been poured into me through the death of Jesus Christ, who didn't deserve it, for me who did, to say, I forgive it is done, it is finished, it is no more. I now walk in his freedom, refusing to be shackled to that thing that was keeping me enslaved. And that thing is a situation that happened that I had no control in, but I have to let that go. Because God knows it wasn't my fault. Do you understand? When we don't forgive, we think, but people will forget it was nothing to do with me. God won't (laughs) leave it. On the other side of forgiveness is your freedom. So forgive. Forgive quickly, forgive readily, not letting, what the Bible says, not letting one seed of bitterness take root inside you. Because it does, and it will happen quickly. Friends do you wrong, forgive, move on. Toxic relationships in your life, you don't need to be busy mates with that person. Cut them loose if you need to, but forgive and move on. Yeah? yeah. Abusive relationships. Horrible and we stand against that in every conceivable way, don't we? Forgive and move on. Forgive and move on. All of that stuff. Forgive, move on. And you don't move on just thinking, well, what do I do now? You move on in power with the Most High God. That's how you move on. You move on and God, you see, <sighs> Exodus fourteen fourteen, The Lord himself will do battle for you. You have only to be still. You forgive, you let go, and God says, watch this now. And he's walking alongside you, with you. He's alongside you. Christ is in you. That's what you engage when you forgive. Okay? Is that all right? Yeah? Yeah? Number five. No! Saying it and being told it. We don't like to be told no. We're human beings. We want our own way. Just me? I don't think so. I don't think so. We like our own way. But it's loving to tell people no. And it is loving to be told no. Isn't it? It is loving to be told no. You know what people think? Is it okay for me to do this? No. Uh, well, uh, you know, so why are you asking me? Isn't it? You know, I've got, oh, why have I closed that now? Because I've got a scripture. Ah, that's why. I closed it because I couldn't see it, but I forgot I needed to put my glasses on. <laughs> you do that. Do you, do you sometimes take your glasses off when you're listening to something? Yes. As though not being able to see will make your ears better. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that might just be me. as Hold on. What you you saying? Look like at that. Right, hang uh, on. No. I've got it all here. Look at this. Look at this. I even put Max in. Although what I could have done, isn't it, is um, engage some new technology like an iPad that I do have that I could have put the verses in. <laughs> Post-it notes ripped up. That's what we've got, here. Yeah. Right. Titus 2, verse 12. Okay. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. <gasps> all men. It teaches us to say no. To ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Saviour Jesus Christ. (gasps) Wow, no excuses there, Gail. We got no excuse. It teaches us to say no to unworldly and ungodly passions. So when you are doing something, <laughs> and you know you shouldn't be doing it, and usually there's that still small voice, isn't there? Or sometimes a loud screaming voice going, what are you doing? Stop immediately. And you're going, but surely not, Lord. Could you send me a word? Could you send a person a hand writing on the wall to stop me? And you're like, no. And God's going, he teaches you to say no. Ha ha ha! it doesn't come in if somebody else goes no it teaches you to say no oh, personal responsibility personal accountability okay let's move swiftly on shall we i leave that with you go on because it's come in. listen 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 to what god is saying listen to what he wants from you how would you find that out you read this how would you find out what God is doing in your life, in other people's life? You spend time with godly people, don't you? We spend time with our friends. Lots of, lots of my friends are unsaved. I hate using that word, but you know there's no other way to really sum it up. Because even though they are moral and good people, you know what? Lots of us have got non-Christian friends, haven't we? None of them are axe murderers. They are moral, upright, good people that they are not godly people. So that sometimes the advice they will give you will be moral, that's good, but it might not be godly. Yeah, okay. You see, God works on the counterintuitive, doesn't he? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Things that go against the normal run of things. God says, no, you forgive your enemy, but your friends will say, "But well, you know what? That's not right that they've treated you like that. You need to do something about that. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 I do, I do. What shall I do? I should probably do this next time I see them. You know. (laughs) Yeah, I'll learn them. But, you know, but God is going, forgive them. No, because they were really horrible to me and I don't want to. And God's going, forgive them. (laughs) Did you see? We need to listen. We need to listen. Am I saying cut loose all your Christian friends? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because you are in their lives for a reason. Come on. You need to love them because God loves them. And let up. you know, like Emily said, we need to be challenged, don't we? And to share that with them. But, you know, we need to also be wise enough to know that when God is speaking, we need to listen. Sometimes, he, hey, He can use anyone to speak to us, right? The Bible uses a donkey to speak to someone. Oh, can you imagine if that happened? Can you imagine how freaked out you'd be? Oh, shut up. You know, shep donkey, don't tell me what to do. Uh, You know. (laughs) So I say, shep donkey, what do you know? But but you know, but he puts people in no paths to go, that's a really stupid idea. Stop that. And yet we go, no. (laughs) I think I'll just crack on. Listen, listen, listen. tells us to say no to unworldly things and ungodly passions, doesn't he? So read your Bible. To find out, you're not sure what God wants? Read your Bible. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah? Because, you know, prayer is amazing. I love prayer. It is amazing. But, you know, spending five hours in prayer waiting for God to talk to you when he's going, I've actually written it down. Yeah. You know, this is what I mean by the na- the new narrative of our Christian lives needs to, needs to be reality. Yeah. needs to be common sense. Hey, it's all supernatural as well, okay? But God's going... Lincoln, how many times have I got to tell them this? It's there. You know, know, spending five hours in a prayer cupboard, fasting, waiting for God to say, actually, no, don't do that. You know, that's stupid, that is. Don't do it. And then, when he does speak, we go, but I need some confirmation. I would really like that confirmed because actually what God is saying doesn't fit in with my agenda. So I'd like that confirmed by somebody. In the meantime, I'm doing what I like. Right? That's what we say. That's what we're saying to God. So the new narrative of our life is a reality check where we own our own behaviour, we learn to say no to ourselves and to other people, and we are listening acutely to what God says because he loves us no matter what. Yeah? Yes. Excellent news. Next one. Oh, we go on. Come on, it's nearly tea time. We'll be all right. Are you all all right? Are you all all right? we me there going, oh, do you know, I'm going, I'm going. I'm feeling a bit faint. And all I hear is, are you is doing this? Right, are you all okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Just checking. Some of you are going, yes, others are going. (laughs) (laughs) Stop comparing. I love, this is my new favourite quote by Theodore Roosevelt, who used to be president of the United States, dead now. Um, Comparison is the thief of joy. Why are you comparing yourself to other people? Why are you comparing your walk to somebody else's? Negatively or positively? Why are you living here? Why are you putting yourself under that pressure? You know what? No, I have got scriptures to back every one of these up, but I've been talking so much I've forgotten to look at them, all right? But uh, there is a scripture press now for every single one of these. But, you know, when we compare, we rob ourselves of everything that God... You are made in the image of God. Do you believe that? So when you compare yourself to somebody else, what you're saying is, hey, God, do you know what? I'm made in your image, not quite good enough. Pack it in. (laughs) Let's knock that on the head, shall we? Okay, here's a new thing to live our lives by. You be you, I'll be me. Yeah? That's your new thing. When you feel like you need to compare yourself to other people, when you feel like you don't know what to do, or that God is using other people in some way, and what's my gift? I'm not even sure what I should. Listen, you be you, let them be them. Yeah? Because God's doing an amazing work in you, because you're made in his image, and you love him, and you're forgiven. You know, you've got all of this good stuff. Christ died for you, and he said it this morning. Christ died for you. So why are you comparing yourself to somebody else? He died for them as well. Let them be them, you be you, and enjoy you being you. Because you're quite nice. Yeah? But that that happens, isn't it? It's because we don't feel that way about ourselves. You know what, so we're often looking at the beach. Ladies on the beach is a classic example. (laughs) Let me tell you, because you're like that, you know, taking off the many layers of clothing to reveal the body underneath. You know, the bikini or the bathers. Oh, yeah. Everyone's looking. <laughs> Suck it in. I'm thinking, be like Beyonce, be like Beyonce. What would Beyonce do? Beyonce would be a marvellous woman on the beach to be with, wouldn't she? Because she'd be like, girlfriend. Oh, you know, you'd be like, oh, I'm all right, I'm with B. But you know, she looks up. Do you know who's looking at you? No one! <laughs> no one! The people are looking, they're looking like that. Do you know? What? In the way that other people assault your eyes sometimes just by being in your eyeline. That's all that's happening. But you know who's concerned about it? People like you. Oh, because what makes you think people are looking at you? Do you have a body? Are you going to the beach? Then you have a beach body. There you go. <laughs> right? so, but We build this up. Ah, oh, cellulite. Oh, my backside. Oh, there's... You know what? Is this the right colour? Have I got a... Ha- Listen. We get so hung up on what people might think about us, and we miss the fact that actually you're obsessing about yourself. Aho, we're obsessing about ourselves. And the people who are obsessing about you are like you. They're also obsessed with themselves, so they have to compare with other people. You know what? Disrobe and enjoy the sunshine, ladies. You know what? Let's stop the body shaming. Let's stop the comparing. You know what? You look like you. I look like me. Isn't that lovely? We come in all different shapes, sizes, and colours. Isn't that brilliant? Isn't that brilliant? So stop comparing. That's a really, you know, I mean, I know that's a bit of a trite comparison to make, but this is what the Bible says about it. It is really, really, really simple. Here we go. Right? Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. For each should carry his own load. We wait for God to tell us that, don't we? We wait, you know, we wait years for God to answer that prayer, don't we? He's already said, uh, "He like, ah. No He's not, because God doesn't do that.' <laughs> right? God wants a have any tea break while you're praying, going. Yeah. Here she is. <laughs> How many times have I got to tell her this? I don't know. No, because, because it's there. It's there. It's always been there, hasn't it? <laughs> hasn't it? Yeah. And God's going. Where were you when I created the heavens? That's what God's saying. Who is this that darkens my counsel? Oh, my gosh, sorry, God. You know, sorry about that. Please, can you make me thinner? No, you know, but we pray things like that, don't we? Please, can you make me thinner? Please, can you give me rock hard abs? Please, oh, Lord God, oh, Lord God, can you get rid of my freckles? And, and you're like, God's going, ah, oh, do you know what, babe? I love you so much but i got other things I'm doing, you know. <laughs> There's other stuff going on, you know. You're all right. So, you see, when we, when we assure ourselves that way, when we treat ourselves with such disrespect and we set the battle <coughs> over ourselves, we're actually saying, I've been made in your image, but that's not good enough. You know what? You're amazing and beautiful. I know that because you're created in God's image. Yeah. Grasp that. This is the new... Na- Do you know we're all going to be walking up the layers, we I went crazy in love with the poem, and we all walk out. Right, right, right. Walking into work tomorrow like that, I'll be like that. And what? I've got this. You know, it's a- But it's not just about personal empowerment, isn't it? Because the empowerment and transformation that comes through Christ Jesus is everlasting. So we live in this every day. Change the narrative of your life to what Christ has said about you. Yeah? Next one. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Stop whining! <sighs> stop whining! We complain, don't we? Now, most of us here are Welsh. So not only do we love whining, we're brilliant at it. Right? I look like I might start just to that. Start playing the piano. We're brilliant at whining. Olympic standard complaining. Right? That needs to stop all the little bitty things you know oh my shoes are pinched shut up you know oh it's raining raining oh it's raining oh raining look at it again raining Tuesday will be sunny we'll oh it's too hot oh, it's too hot. <laughs> hot though isn't it it's hot though isn't it not nice hot not nice hot is it no no pack it in and then we wonder where people are miserable around us don't we? We wonder why people are like, oh, gosh, here she comes. You know what? Be a ray of sunshine wherever you go. Listen, what you're going through, the stuff that's getting to you, God's got it covered. All right? So stop nitpicking and stop... Pi- oh, don't you just hear to complain there? Yes. But I love it all. Do you know we love it a little bit, you know? You know, I went on, to, I went on to the vending machine and work, right, and I wanted a Twix. But the thing was broken, so I had to have a bounty. Oh, you should have heard me. <laughs> Loving it. Can only have a bounty. I only have a bounty. Like Syrians had invaded my office. That's, 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 that's how I was... To, that's how I, I've got to have a bounty now. It's not right. I mean, what are they doing about it? Our government is collapsing, crumbling around our ears, and I'm bleating about a twix. <laughs> Honest! What's that? Get a grip. Get a grip. Shut up. Even... And what's best is that when you start complaining, people around you, are sad, people are like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, yeah, I know. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. It's not right, is it? It's not right, is it? And they've only got kettle chips. I mean, no one's kettle chips. It's not right, man. It's not right. And, look, and we went on and on and on until you think, oh, my goodness. What am I doing? What's wrong? What's wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. You can all, you can all tell me later what's wrong with me. But you do think, now, that is an extreme case, isn't it? But I love it. We all love a bit of whining. Oh, yeah. Don't you look at me and tell me, no, no, I never complain. It's like when couples tell you, we never argue. Yeah. And you actually want to punch him in the face like that. Go on, pick bones out of that. But yeah, yeah stop, stop whining. Yes, the government's in disarray. Yes, the world's awful place. But you know what we need to do? Galvanise together and do something about it, not whinge. We need to stop the winging because winging becomes a habit, doesn't it? And if you're a whinger, like I said, do you know what? I infected my team with the power of winge. <laughs> I did because as, as soon as I said, they were like, "Ah, your kids in, your kids in." I'm going down to have a look. And like I, it was a slow day in the office, right? I will say that. Okay. So the next thing, you know, we are, it's a pro over a twix, but I had created that situation deftly through my. Outrage. And you're like, what have you just done? No, but you know, we bring that attitude with this into church, we bring that attitude with this into our lives, we bring that attitude into our homes, where you know, because our brains are the way they are, we're creatures of habit, so you can be all empowered and thinking, no, I'm gonna be different, you're gonna walk through your front door and you're gonna think, He hasn't made his bed. Yeah? You know? And you're just gonna go off and run. On yeah? And the thing is, I do everything around No, and you're just going to complain, complain, complain. And you have inhabited that whole place again. Practice not whining. I'm speaking to myself. Yeah? You know, when somebody doesn't put enough milk in your tea, chill. Chill is not the end of the world. Ask yourself, will I die? (laughs) Ask yourself, did the same power that got Christ out of the grave actually happen? And does it affect the strength of this tea? Because it doesn't matter, does it? Does this, does the fact that my tea has gone slightly tepid change the fact that Christ died for me on the cross? Hold on, no. Right, you know, start to measure your words and measure your whining. Keep a whining list. That's a brilliant thing to do. Or get somebody else to do it. Because it will be like this, are you complaining? Because it's going on the list. We was like, no, I'm not complaining actually. I'm not complaining, actually. Leave me alone. So, no more whining. Is this is this the new yeah. No more whining. Oh, if I hear one wind out there, and <laughs> on you like a turn tenebr- bit, we'll all be laying hands. Like oh Lord. I got a scripture for it as well, but we'll do that again. Right. Next one. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Do you know Dan did a brilliant thing on Friday night in YABC? We watched this video. If you could go back and tell your 16-year-old self anything, what would you do? What would you tell them? And do you know what? Lots of them, you know, there were two preachers up there, John Gray and Chad Reach, and it was a video we watched. And do you know what? It was really powerful because they would just go, don't worry, chill, carry on being different. It doesn't matter if people are making fun of you. It doesn't matter if people are mocking you. It doesn't matter if you're different. Don't worry about it. Carry on, carry on, carry on. Do you know what? Think about your 16-year-old self. And what you would go back and tell her, would you go back and tell her or him? It's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> would you? Of course you wouldn't. It's horrible. <laughs> You're right to be worried. <laughs> Get out while you can. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't, would you? I'd go back and tell my 16 year old self, do you know what? Don't wear so much makeup because your skin will never be that beautiful again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? I'd go back and say, don't worry. Don't worry about being thin. Don't worry about it, because it doesn't matter. I say, don't worry about never having any friends, because you're awesome, you'll always have friends. You know? (laughs) What would you tell your 16-year-old self? Would you tell her you were right? Or would you go back and say, actually, girl, you do okay. Actually, boy, you did good. The narrative of our life needs to change in Christ Jesus. Who of you, by worrying can add an hour to your life. That's what Jesus says. Look at the birds in the field. If your heavenly father cares for the birds of the air and the animals of the field, I said birds of the field, some of them live in the fields, all right? Stop complaining, mammy. I saw you. All right? If Jesus cares about birds and animals, don't you think he cares more for you? So stop worrying leave it at God's hands we've just read in Galatians for the Lord you were meant to bear for the bits you can't bear you cast those upon Jesus yeah yes. don't worry please stop worrying please stop worrying you're on the winning side it's going to be okay right last one I think it's the last one no it's not the last one isn't that good you've got another one to come Be kind. Do you know what? There is not, there is much more to the Christian faith than being kind, but there's not much less. Be kind. Insofar as it rests with you, live at peace with all men. Be kind. You have it in your gift to be kind to people, so be kind. That does not mean you facilitate sin or enable toxic thoughts in relationship, because we've just heard you have to say no, don't you? But what it means is you are kind. Love, kindness, joy, peace, it's all part of the same package. Be kind. Wherever you can, whenever you can, as often as you can. By word of mouth, indeed, online. <laughs> yeah? Be kind. Now we've got the last one. I know this is the last one. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep going. For as I was with Moses, so I will be with you, says the Lord. He was with Moses. Moses! Who was amazing. But he'll be with you as well. Be strong and courageous. Be brave and be very courageous. All the book of Joshua. You know what? Joshua's knees were trembling. He had to go and take Jericho. And God's going, As I was with him, I'm going to be with you. Now, you be strong and courageous because I am with you. Church, don't give up. He's with you. Be strong and courageous. He's with you. Be strong and be very courageous. God is with you. He was with Moses. He'd be with you. Be strong and courageous. Don't give up. Please, please, please don't give up. In your darkest day, in your darkest hour, when it all looks like it's gone to nothing, please, I'm begging you, do not Give up. You see, there is an enemy, and we are not unaware of his schemes. And you give up, and he's licking honey off his fingers. He's like, ah, ah, ah. please do not give up. Do not give up the habit of meeting together. Do not give up. There are people who won't come. We know this in YABC. They don't want to come anymore because they haven't been for weeks, and they feel like they're taking advantage of us if they come. I'm saying to them, you tell them. I'm saying to them on, on, on tape, you know what? Come back. To the people who used to come here, who might be listening to this, come back. To the people who feel like giving up and they're listening to this, don't give up, come back. And we need to be telling people that, you come back, don't give up. Promise me, promise me, promise Jesus, don't give up. Yes? Listen, to those who overcome, he says, you will inherit and I will be your God and you will be my son. That's what's at stake. That's what God is saying. He's saying, Do you know what? All these things. Listen, can you give me the last slide, please. There they are. I like doing that. <laughs> okay? If you want to, this is what we told them on a Friday night. Take a picture of it, make it your screensaver. Mm-hmm. Right? Put it on your phone, make it your lock screen, so that whenever you think, I can't, what, there it is in front of you, go through it like a checklist. Because this is how we live our lives now. Yes? This is how we live our lives. The narrative around our lives has changed. It's different. You know, we've prayed this morning for people. It's going to to work, isn't it? We pray and we think, might work. Let's head your bets a bit. But you know what? When you are walking out in the power of the Most High God, now anything is possible. So we live our lives in that anything is possible, remembering all of this. You are so loved. Yes? Yes. You are so loved. Now change the way we live. We have to change. And change entirely. Church, I pray the blessings of the Most High God upon you and your families. I pray that you will walk out a few different. I pray that you will not give up. I pray that you will find your way with God because he loves you and he will never leave you. I pray personal empowerment through the most high god and i pray that there is a resolution within us to not play and trifle with the holy god anymore but to walk out spirit filled full of the holy spirit for the glory of the most high god through his son jesus christ amen that's superb that was really really good andrea thank you very much and uh, it's a message right out uh, right of my own heart. I really enjoyed all of that. Uh- this message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.